This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, Danny boy. Oh boy, Danny. Oh boy, oh boy. The pod, the pod is calling. Town stutter again in the first half again. At Birmingham this time as the Terriers leave themselves too much to do and dwell at the foothill of the Championship Mountain. But there's only two games gone. We've asked for your questions and we'll get into them right after this. This the moment for Lee Fowler. It is. Take your place in Division Two. Huddersfield. Oi. Thank you. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stuffer Schindler. A chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Okay, good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 149 with myself, Matt Shaw. We have the bear with a sore head, it's Cozy Bear. We have the fish, Ollie Fisher, and an animal in his own right, it's Johnny Gillespie. How are we doing, guys? We all right? Good, Matt. Good, thank you. Very good, very good. So I think before we start this podcast, we should always say things are a little bit tough at the minute after just two games, but, you know, there's always somebody worse off, isn't there? So thank you very much to Bradford City for cheering us up this weekend because, you know, we had the Women's Euros last week and this week we've got Bradford. So we have to take these small wins when we can, don't we? So let's move on and talk about town, shall we? Um, Town nil, Birmingham 1. Sorry, Birmingham 2, Town 1, I should say. Um, There's... um, I think a couple of points I'll make and then I'm going to fire it off to you guys and, and we'll have a discussion around the game itself. I know, Ollie, you went to the game, didn't you? You travelled up all the way from from London, didn't you, to, to go to that with with the missus and obviously money well spent with the trains getting cancelled and everything. Good time. But the point I want to make is is really, I, I tweeted it on, on Friday night as well. It, 
there are a couple of worries. I know it's just two games and then it could it could flip, couldn't it? We could have 44 brilliant league games after this. But there's just one or two things there that worry me slightly just after two games. I keep having to caveat that because people go, you're getting too carried away. It's only two games gone. I know there are two games gone. But what I saw in these two games slightly worries me. And that is a team last year which was very together. You know, we, we mentioned on this podcast, the players mentioned it, what a gr- terrific bond they had, what a terrific understanding. Everything was great. They all loved each other. And what we're seeing now is pretty much the same players stood there arguing, pointing, looking incredibly lost in a first half of football, disorganised. The, the worrying thing, how di- disorganised the defences. Um, making silly errors that you would never really associate them with. Nobody's really dared say it, but Lee Nichols flapped that second, you know, that one into the goal. That's an that's a goalkeeping error. Simple as that. Um, he's passed the ball out of play a couple of times. Ollie Turton is fantastic covering defender, but you know, for that uh, Scott Hogan header, he's failed to track his runner and, and cover the centre backs like Ollie Turton does. These players weren't making these mistakes last year. Uh, they experienced Tom Lee's getting dragged out wide. Uh, that's enough character assassinations for me. I'm sure you know we can all get into this, but there are just worrying signs whereby players are not seeming to fit into this system. And I just wonder whether Danny Schofield is trying to get them to do too much too soon. We saw last year, Carlos Corbran tried to get them to play the, you know, the champagne, Bielsafall, et cetera. And it fell pretty flat pretty quickly, didn't it? Um, after a, a good initial uh, couple of months. Um, I'm just wondering, because I, I was watching during the game, and I think we messaging you, Johnny, on WhatsApp as well. We were sort of discussing the shape, you know, because they have a very sort of an in-defense shape and an out of you know, in a possession shape. So in possession, Jonathan Hogg was dropping into the back three. Uh, they were playing out some good stuff at times. Um, and then when they lost the ball and it was turned over, they went into this 4-4-2 shape. And Jonathan Hogg's then got to get from centre-back to alongside Jonathan Russell very quickly to get into that shape. And he was struggling very badly to do so. Uh, and they were running past Jonathan Hogg quite easily at times and causing a lot of issues through the middle. Um, we mentioned last week, John Russell and, and Hogg together is not, exactly going to be in the four by 100 meters Commonwealth games final that we've seen today, is it? But, you know, good players in their own right, but pace wise, they don't really complement each other. And I'm just wondering whether Danny Schofield's trying to do too much and things need to be simplified a little bit in terms of, you know, the, the, the those two shapes. And maybe we're trying to do too much too soon. And maybe we just need to return to basics a little bit and, and build from a, a, a quite simple base because what I'm seeing at the minute is uh, a group of players really struggling to, to do what is being asked of them and I'm I'm never going to sit here and pretend I'm a, you know a tactical genius or I can compare to Danny Schofield in any way in terms of tactical knowledge but from my uneducated point of view if you like I'm sitting here watching players argue point gesticulate and errors being made and for me it just seems after two games they're struggling maybe to get to grips with what um is being asked of them um and we've lost both games um I'm going to throw that over to to you guys, tell us what you think. So hello to everybody who's online, Chris, Mike, everybody who's who's watching, all 20 or so uh, that we've got at the minute. If you guys can hear us okay, let us know. Uh, let us know the sound quality is good um, and good to see you guys as well. And remember, click that like button. Uh, and before I get going too far, let's just mention that this podcast again this season is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing, which is fantastic for us. So you guys, um, if you fancy something, you know, a little drink online, not that you can drink online, but buying some drinks online, go to magicrockbrewing.com and uh, or .co.uk. And use our code of AHTTC10 to get 10% off your online orders. Johnny, I talked a lot there at the opening. Um, it's time for me to shut up and let someone else have a go. So I'm going to throw this to you about the tactical shape and just let me let me know your thoughts on the game in general. And then anyone else wants to jump in, Cosioli, jump in with, uh, with Johnny, go for it. 
Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think Schofield probably had to change something. Um, Hogg and Russell, as they were in the Burnley game, didn't work. Um, it, it was clear he kind of changed it, like I say, at half time to something slightly different. In the second half of the Burnley game, you change it again for the for the Birmingham game. Like I say, Hogg kind of sat back out of position, out of possession in three four three. Uh, sorry, in possession in three four three to move more to a four four two off the ball, um, and I think. In principle, it works, but again, I think it's 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 too much too soon. And you start to see after the first ten minutes, first fifteen minutes, it wasn't working. Birmingham were getting that space in the middle of the park and then out wide when people were kind of finding the gaps, trying to come in and cover cover for town as well. Um, and I think I think you're right in what you say. I think it's you don't want to go back to basic football because I pose a question: what is what is basic? Because if we kind of go to a flat midfield, that didn't work. You tried to do something different. You can't have Godin for that. I I agree with why he's tried to change it. That's not necessarily worked. And then you just think, well, what what is the right midfield to fill at the moment? And we kind of touched on it last week. Um, it, it's kind of a bit of a personnel issue as well, um, because Kasumu probably if Kasumu hadn't gone off um, in the Burnley game, he probably would have started for Birmingham against Birmingham. Burnley and Birmingham are too close. I'm going to keep getting them mixed up. Um, <laughs> So he's, you know I mean? he's, he's he's been played a bit of a bad hand there anyway. So he's got to kind of still run with Hogan Russell. He's tried to tweak it. It's not quite worked. It, it's it, it, I, I feel I feel the main problem is I don't know I don't know who we play in that space um, to kind of to, to negate the issue. Um, there were there were other problems as well. Individual errors again can't necessarily point the finger at Schofield for that because there were players who like quite right I said last year weren't making mistakes and made mistakes. Passes going out, passes not to feet. Um, I don't know. Again, caveat is two games in. We're not we're not in game twenty here where these problems still still going. Is is it a bit rusty? Is it short pre season? Is it how we approach pre season? Um, I think I think we're going to have to wait. But I think in reality, the midfield, I, I do feel for Schofield because if if I sat here and think right that didn't work, what would I do? It's not an open check, but I'd probably look to bring someone in because I think that is the issue. We don't have someone who's capable of playing in midfield, doing what we need to do. Um, and I think that is the glaring issue. But ultimately, I think we've got to look at it where we are. We don't know how good Birmingham are yet. We don't know how good Burnley are. We don't know how good we are yet. And um, there's a lot of factors that are so early on in the season that we've just got to stay positive and keep keep backing the players that are playing. But yeah, it does worry me a little bit, a little bit, not, not kind of infighting, but finger-pointing, a bit kind of people not quite sure what they're doing or having to go at each other, something we didn't see last year. But again... It shows passion. It shows frustration. I read in one of the, I think it was Danny Schofield's article in the Examiner saying that um, it was a passionate dressing room at halftime. And ultimately, that's what you want. There's, there's still players that care, still players that will go with each other. As long as it's done in the right way and players can take it, then it's not necessarily a negative thing. But yeah, problems. But I don't necessarily know how to fix them. I think that's, I mean, fair to say as well from regards to Danny Schofield and he he may or may not be getting. I don't know how you fix that midfield without bringing somebody in or having a fit Kasumu, personally. Go on, Ali. You you went to the game, didn't you? You um, you, you paid your money, so you get to you know have your say as as they yeah. as they reckon. Um, I only, I only paid thoughts? a tenner. Um, I only paid a tenner. It was. You're getting as a student. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, <sighs> are you a student? You're about thirty years old, are you? Yeah, a mature student. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, the stewards they, they don't get paid enough to challenge people on it do they so you know took a chance and got in and it was 10 pound too much to be honest but um but yeah I, I totally agree with um the vast majority of what johnny said there to be honest i think first of all the idea that there might have been any 
great deal of continuity from last season, like we were sold um, at the time of Schofield being announced as the first team head coach has kind of gone out of the window. A lot of the good principles to our game that we saw last season have been very much missing um, during the first two games of this season. And to be honest, I think if you if you isolate both of the games that we've seen so far, the first half has probably been what's cost us in both games. Um, we approached both of those games in the wrong way. I think with Burnley, you can say fair enough. You can chalk it up to naivety. Burnley have just come down. They've got a, a quality midfield that are going to do that to a lot of teams. They're going to overrun a lot of teams um, with, with what they're able to put out in the middle of the park. Um, and we were caught static and, and we looked like we never really got up to the pace of the game. Fair enough. You don't really expect that away at Birmingham. Now, no disrespect to Birmingham, um, but I don't think that they'll get an easier three points at home this season. Firstly, because I don't think they'll win many games this season, to be honest. Um, and, and secondly, because of how um, how light we were and, and how... how um, just disappointingly slack we were uh, in the first particularly the, the first sort of 30 minutes of the game. We never really got into it. Um, we never looked up for the challenge from a physical point of view because that was the only way that they were going get to the, get the major foothold in the game was by outworking us, and, and they certainly did that. Um, the same sort of problems seem to rear their, head, <clears throat> rear their head in the middle of the field because I, I think we're at a point now, I know it's only two games in, but we saw it enough last season as well. We're at a point now where we might be able to say with some confidence that Hogg and Russell cannot coexist to start a game. Um, they, there's been there's been interviews given, there's been various quotes um, about how they're seen as the, this, a very similar sort of mould of player. And there are very obvious differences, but I, I don't know if there is a role for two out-and-out out sixes uh, in the system. If you're going to play a double pivot, I think that their duties overlap too much. I think that, you know, that there's... There's no pace from either of them. Um, and against any team that is up for it, any team that has a bit of quality in midfield, they're going to overrun us there. Um, and I think we're going to find a problem again this season, as we have done in recent seasons, where if we go behind in games, we find it very tough to, to then turn it on its head. Um, but I'm disappointed in particular about the two goals that we conceded. The first one to concede so early on. Um, and it was it was it was a nothing goal, really. You know, it didn't have to do anything. You just wound up across from the right hand side, and you cannot let your man get in there at the near post. Uh, Scott Hogan hasn't scored a goal since January, um, and we've let him in for the get all season. So that was disappointing. Um, players pointing fingers, and and I, I'd like to look at that and think that the reason that they're they're pointing fingers and they're attributing blame to each other is probably because they're not used to conceding cheap goals. We didn't concede many cheap goals last season. And, and what I hope is that, you know, they're not in the habit of doing so. And that's why they're going to be so emotional about it. Um, and then to concede the second goal when we did just before half time effectively killed it as a contest for me. Um, you know, you, that that lad, I, I can't really pronounce his name, the guy who was playing on the left for Birmingham. Um, Bruschetta. Yeah. yeah I, Sounds like Bruschetta. Bruschetta, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Look, he certainly ran about a lot, but there's no way that he should have had his name on the score. Yeah, there's on toast, to be fair, didn't he? Ah. Um, and um, yeah, and, and Nichols flaps at one. And, you know, we, we're not going to start uh, pointing lots of blame. Nah, Nichols nah, because nah, he, he saved us plenty more points than he cost <laughs> us last season and he will continue to do so this season, especially at Leicester. Um, so, you know, it, it is... 
it is what it is with that, but it was just the, the timing of the goal just before half-time. For me, it really did reduce our chances of getting back into it. And um, and then when we did score the goal, which I'm sure we'll come on to because it was a fantastic team goal, um, I was very disappointed that we gave it gave it our all for about five minutes and then went back to to aimless crosses and passing it around the back. It, it, um, it just seems that a lot of those things that made us dangerous and gave us a cutting edge last season have evaporated pretty quickly. Um, and that, that's a shame to see. And um, the fans, you know, when they need a bit of something to get going and they need a hand in terms of, you know, generating atmosphere and, and getting some enthusiasm back, performances like that are not going to help. Uh, Cosy, I'm going to, well, let's, let's bring you in here. I think we've been a bit down on this, on this game because obviously we've lost another one. Um, but to be fair, when you look back, you know, Sauber Thomas has that chance where it's, he pulls wide where he should have done better. Um, I thought we should have had two penalties, um, although I haven't seen them back. Um, I thought Rhodes got bundled over in the box for a penalty and the Tino one looked like it potentially was on fouled it going into the box, but, you know, I'm happy to be corrected on that one because I haven't seen that again. Um, so really, when you look at it, we could have we could have easily snatched something there um, and it probably wasn't totally undeserved because I didn't really think Birmingham offered a great deal in all honesty. They scored both goals and sat back. That's what that's what happens in the championship, isn't it? They didn't have to do an awful lot. Um, is it that bad or or is it just teething problems? Yeah, I think it was bad, to be honest. I did a podcast on Thursday night with some Blues fans and they were... So I would expect them to be upbeat because they got a good... Uh, good lads, Sam, aren't they? Drawing the first game, but we're sending with John Ludy that got them the draw, nothing else. So they, they they took a point all day long before they. I said, well, shake hands. We had a bit of banter about it and that as well. And uh, obviously, about half an hour in, uh, 45 minutes now, we're thinking, yeah. But let's be honest O'Brien, Toffolo, Colwell, Sinani, and you're pushing him a bit with Pippa. That's five quality players that had been lining up there. And they're not there. And the guys that are coming in just not as good. It's as simple as that. I thought, I think his fullbacks are awful. I, Absolutely awful. Uh, we've real issues there. Uh, I mean, as soon you know what, as soon as Leeds were pulled out wide there, I've just thought if he gets a good ball in here. But Bakuna were brilliant, absolutely brilliant. That would have been one of the goals of the season. Well, it might have been mm. their goal of the season. Might as well uh, forget. It's one of those where they're going, it's amazing, and we look at our defender and think that's absolutely atrocious, don't we? It's one of those. You knew after 10 minutes it were a Bakuna going night, weren't you? We're anonymous in the mm. game in, in the league, I think we're in February and that as well. But I thought yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I know you've probably thrown on me for a bit of positivity there, Matt, but. <laughs> I, thought, yeah, I thought you might be. Yeah, John Russell's a massive issue. Uh, there were people telling me last season that he wasn't as good as we were all making out, and he would be in kind of, O'Brien were covering up a lot of stuff. and you know, I never really saw that, but it, I remember the uh, the Luton game in the playoff, and I thought he was very poor in that game as well. But now it's I just hope he don't go into full full on Corona mode. You know, kind of a breakthrough season did well, and you know, anonymous as well. But a lot of problems. I, I thought, yeah, you mentioned there for shit. I was going to mention him and that as well. Like, got big uh, knowledge season card all at work. We're like, how did that Prosetta do? I said, mate, it was unbelievable. Every time he ran at us, we were absolutely panicking. And he murdered yeah. Turton, didn't he? Yeah, it was absolutely murdered like him. Said, Matt, we could have easily got a, a draw out of the game, you know, fortuitously, but that's more down to Birmingham's lack of quality, really, and that as well. It, it, I listened to the uh, the Birmingham coverage; it were interesting what they were saying. They were so disappointed with us. They were like, I think they, I don't know what they expected. They'd done, they'd obviously seen kind of a lot of us transfer business and stuff, but yeah, I, the, when the referee blows the whistle at the start of the game, just like Burnley and, and on Friday, why, why does it take us an half to uh, sort stuff out? It's pathetic and. Uh, 
yeah, so so disappointing. Surely we're going to improve, but I think the one thing for me, I watched the Norwich Wigan game Saturday for the and that's what well, we're going to look great. We're going to mm. look fantastic. They looked yeah. solid. And the one thing I were like kind of contenting myself with is, as much as we'd lost a bit of quality, I always still think we would be solid enough, and we're not. But for me, we're crying out. Johnny covered it there. We're crying out for a midfielder. Mm. You know, it's on my it's on my thing here. Are we a midf- Are we a midfielder short? Yeah, 100%. Um, on, on the thing, yeah. Zuma, mate, in injuries, uh, his record and you know the fact that he's a, been a League One player for all his career. That is a bonus player for me because Zuma not someone to build around as well. But yeah, I always babbled on a bit there, but I can't can't really say how uh, much I thought we were. Gonna the goal was nice. <laughs> I thought we were going to beat two, and I thought yeah, we should. You, you might, Oli, did you have a good view of the panic? Because it was a poor camera angle from what I saw. So it, yeah. I, I, I thought I, I thought he got it right. To be honest, um, I think as Matt said, he's. Uh, are we on about the uh, the one that was right on the edge of the box? Here? Road, no, the roads one in. Oh, in the, the roads one. I I could, couldn't see. It was sort of right. a, a bundle and a, and flailing arms yeah. and then. Um, but yeah, the the other one I thought was was about right. I think he fell into the box and the contact was probably just outside, right on the edge, and um, it was still a good free kick opportunity. And unfortunately, nothing came of it. But um, yeah. I don't How know. bad as fullbacks? As fullbacks are awful, aren't they? And then, and yeah. you know, I, I thought they were kind of backups last year. Well, they were backup fullbacks. Let's be honest. Turton filled in when he and he did, and he did a good job. But he were a backup, and Ruffles were nowhere near it. So why should yeah. we surprise that two players that Carlos were like, no mate, you're not my first choice. Is they're, they're not looking the best because if they were better than they were they were last year, they'd have been in, wouldn't they? So why should we? I, think, I think the thing. I think Ruffles will be back to being fullback. I think pretty soon with Nakayama coming in. Imagine. Yeah, I think the thing about um, Turner is Turner, I think Turner had a good season as a whole last season, but he played a different role. So he, he's not he's not playing the same role as last season he, as he's doing this season. He, he's been asked to do what he was signed to do. Um, you can't play Oli Turner as a right wing back. No, and it's he's just proven to be madness. weak. Yeah, he's, he's proven to be weak. So I think whether Carlos recognised that and tried to, do you know what I mean, put him put him in a place where he's alongside people, do you know what I mean, back through who could, who could help him out. Or we thought, do you know what I mean, I need him to do a job for various reasons because of injuries and kind of coach him through a bit more. But he's been put, do you know what I mean, he's more conventional kind of right back. And yeah, it's he, he's, he's not the same player as he was last season. And you can't, do you know I mean, that's, that is the issue. It's, it's, you could argue it's almost another player gone because he's not playing where he was. Um, Maybe he's just doing an Oli Turton because he was like this at the start last season. Then all of a sudden he came out and he was a, a breakout player, wasn't he? He did he did really wow. well. So maybe we're just seeing a, a maybe he just starts slowly. Maybe it's Oli Turtle. Maybe he starts slowly and wins the race. Birmingham guys were losing the spleen, but says also bringing the ball. That's embarrassing. And how bad we were. If you want, there's no movement ahead of him. There's no there's no movement. It's it's all to do with speed. It's speed, mate. It's speed. You know, they were playing three four three. Hog had it. He passed it to Russell. It comes straight back because there's nobody ahead of them moving for the ball. It's frustrating. The goal was so out of place because it, 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 it was brilliant. It was brilliant goal. <laughs> brilliant goal. Speed. It was Sorbo was outstanding on that goal. Sorbo was absolutely outstanding coming in. Yeah, it was a, it was a fabulous goal. Yeah, he, I thought Sorbo were all right second half actually. I thought he, first half he was really poor, but second half he looked threatening. I thought. Um, and he looked a bit more like his, his old self and, you know, he was excellent on that goal, um, to be it, fair to him. The thing with the goal and, that really annoyed me is that um, it, it showed, you know, just a few bits of a few tweaks. Smart, move, smart movement and quick passing and yeah. Birmingham are not going to be able to react to it quick enough. You know, if we just string together a few little bits of quality 
to build a move overall um, and a lovely finish from Ward, you know, nice composure to find the far corner. Um, we showed how, I mean, it's not easy because it was, it was a nice move to put together, but um, it, it wasn't anything um, absolutely groundbreaking. It was just a case of pass, move, be quick, be decisive. And then next thing you know, we've broken them down finally and we've scored. And then we had, you know, a five, 10 minute spell of pressure after that. But what frustrated me is that um, for all of us in the away end who thought that the goal would really kick us on and the atmosphere built, uh, built up, and you thought something's happening here, the momentum in the game shifted, we're going to get a point. If we equalise, can we go on and win it? We then just reverted to type again um, by looking rudderless and, and looking out of ideas when um, it was hardly rocket science that, that got us back in the game in the first place. I think, I think one of the things that you could, you could be slightly worried about, um, and again, it's going back to two games, it's, you, can quite, you can argue against quite easily, the fact that I don't particularly know how, I don't particularly know what, Schofield system is. I don't particularly know what he's trying to do. What 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 he's I mean, in the with the ball. What he's trying to do because we were kind of from reading kind of what he wanted to do was kind of a bit more a bit more attacking football, a bit, a bit faster pace, more numbers going forwards. Um, I don't think we've necessarily seen that apart from in that very quick move, which actually led to a goal. Now it might be a case of he's on the sidelines thinking right. Eventually, you've done what I've asked and it's worked, or it might have been just a bit of a kind of like purple patch where it kind of came together. But like you say. That just didn't carry on and it became very pedestrian, very slow. Lee's looking forward, no options, passing to Boyle, looking forward, no option, Boyle then goes back, out to the full back, back to the and I think it, it's you can't say, Well, look, we're trying to do something and it's not coming off. I think I'd be more confident if we'd lost two games, but you can say we can see where you can see what they're trying to do. It's not quite working yet. Give me a bit more time, they'll get it. But there's no direction. Both games are completely different, but equally poor. Um, to be honest, Johnny, we've said we said this is not a new thing that for for a couple of years on this podcast. Now we've said if a team camps on the edge of their own box, we've we struggle to naturally break them down. So I don't think this is anything new, Jim, you know, with with Danny Schofield or anything. I think it's just I think there's a bit more patience maybe at the minute with a Cobran side. We we weren't averse to knocking more long balls forward, were we, or, or hitting a couple of diagonals here and there. Whereas this, you know, we're trying to be a bit more patient, I think now, and and I'm not against that. Um, I thought Radoni played quite well, actually. I think there was a little bit... He thought he started slowly, but once he got into it, I thought he was quite bright. He's a positive to take out of the game, I thought. Jack Radoni. And, and well. Tino had Tino had spells, didn't he, where he's going to be... I think Tino's going to be streaky. You know, in every game, he's gonna, there's going to be bits where he, he looks un, unplayable and then bits where he's anonymous. I think that's just going to be Tino and the, and the role that he plays, you know, sort of just off the striker. Um, but we do need a little bit more movement. And I thought... I thought Dwayne Holmes came on and he looked like he wanted to be there. I thought he was sparky, you know, but again, in terms of quality, probably not quite there, but he, he looked like he wanted to make things happen. And and I just thought maybe the triple substitution killed a little bit of momentum or maybe we were slowing down point anyway and he's tried to reinvigorate, but I just it just seemed to stop. Yeah, it, it just seemed to yeah, stop the did. sort of flow, didn't it? And, and and you know, Danny, it's it's new for Dan. Danny's a, he's learned no absolutely no Huddersfield fan wants Danny Schofield to fail, and nobody wants to sit here and take it on. Nobody will take any pleasure in sort of criticizing Danny Schofield. He's a Huddersfield legend. You know what I mean? He's a is you know is is many people's favorite player. People grew up you know with Schofield on the shirt. You know we we all really love Danny Schofield. We just we just worried. <laughs> Cult. Well, we argue about this, Cosy, all the time. A cult hero, Danny Schofield, easily. Well, yeah, we're not a legend, mate. But yeah, cult hero, yeah, we'll, we'll tell that. I agree with Johnny, you know, I've to a few people who went to some games this weekend, and this five subs things, I, I just can't have it. And and used 
the people tell me that when the Leeds game is like they don't have a clue coming on or going off and changes and stuff like that. So when I, I just think it sometimes you can sling too many people on and, and yeah, I'd, I think you don't know too much with Tino. Is the arrangement with Chelsea or, or can we do play him as long as we want? And yeah, I get, you know. No, nah, if there was, we wouldn't, wouldn't have seen yeah. that last year, would we? I, I just thought, oh no, you know, when he were coming up because again, he's someone who could bring you something out of nothing really and that as yeah. well. Danny Ward, uh, these two games, bloody hell, what a finish. And like the first game, it's so far apart that everyone else is like, COVID's back, isn't it? You know, like this social distancing from our midfield, like to Ward is about, you know, 50,000 metres, get your masks on and what have you. But yeah, it's, and and, I've, and yet people say to me, oh, we need to sign a striker, do we bollocks, man? We've got, we need to Central get... Central midfield, so where is now? Yeah. We could do we could do with a striker, but in, in terms of the first eleven, I think midfield's the most glaring place at the minute. Yeah. But in terms of the squad, you probably do need a striker. But in terms you know, if Danny Ward pulls his hamstring and you've only got Jordan, haven't you? But what about Kamara Matt, or is that again just too risky chucking another? No, I like it. I like him and but he's not fast. He's not he's not lightning, he's not gonna be, you know, flying across the midfield. He's he's quicker than Russell and Hogg, but not by Again, not by a lot, but he's and he's young as well. He's, he'll make mistakes. So if he's got an experienced player beside him making errors, it's not going to go well. But he is left footed, which is a plus because Russell and Hogg are both naturally right sided. So he adds that that balance. I, I really like him, but um, you need. Uh, I'm thinking sort of Diara might actually provide a bit of that spark ahead of the midfield. You know, because we are struggling to transition from you know into that sort of final third, and maybe someone like him could potentially be that player who links you know that the mid and and the final third and. Uh, but well, it's a lot to ask though of someone at his age. minutes, and like, and same last week with Rhodes eighty-five. What's the point? And then subs. What is the point? Yeah, it was. Uh, it's well, funny because people are, um, are sort of laughing at the um, EFL Cup game against Preston that's coming up. But I wonder actually if it could be massive for us. You know, not yeah. only is this Jan Sievert, we Jan Sievert Lincoln massive. Is this? Season, season starts <laughs> in midweek. Um, not only massive because obviously there'll probably be some rotation and some um, some players who haven't been given much time so far this season will probably get starts. We might see some of the names you've just mentioned, maybe Danny Grant, um, and they'll be able uh-huh. to stake a claim. Yeah, uh, they, they might be able to stake a claim for getting some more first-team minutes and then if they're impressing those, they might find themselves part mm. of the starting lineup. Not only that, but we need a result badly. I think if we were to get beat in the Cup at home by Preston, who um, they've not scored a goal yet after this season, I think they've drawn both again. Don't, 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 Ollie, don't say that. And that, we honestly were the most coldest night ever at St Andrews, but we won 4 1 in yeah, extra time. That was in the Premier League, that. Yeah. We're in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, as Mel Booth said, it gave us a Philip and, and we won the <laughs> rest of history. But I agree, Ollie. I, I mean, any people I won't go if I, they paid me and blah, blah, blah. This is a massive game for us and we need to get some confidence because there's nothing there. And Stoke City, you know, they've not started the season well either. But, you know, I, the one. that's not a game I, I'm okay. looking forward to on Saturday on the back of something crap on again on Tuesday. It's a huge game on, on Tuesday night and Schofield's got to get something nailed down, a system or, you know, I, I just hope we're not going to have like eight, nine changes and, and you know, and that as well. I don't think it's a game for that. It's a game for building. It's a game uh, we've got, we've got like that game question game to, to, to take. Um, right, shall we? What, 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 what
Go on. No, no, no. Go on, and then I'll go to YouTube. It is definitely a game to win. I definitely think with the way the club is at the moment, three three points, fetch not three points, is a bit of a pass to the next round will make a difference. And Everton last year kind of did that really. Um, I think we looked really good. I think some players kind of made a difference in that game. And obviously Russell came out of the Burnley game, third round FA Cup, or mm. fourth round FA Cup. Yeah, did so yeah, he came out of that game? So play, players can come out like like Ollie says and make a difference and see themselves. Do you know what I mean being big parts of the season? So. Absolutely, it's a game to go and win, but hopefully, few few players have got points to prove, and I think there's plenty of within the squad who, who are of that mindset. So, hopefully, that happens. There is there is somebody on on the on yeah, the Mac reckons he thinks the team is going to be Nichols in goal, Spencer right back, Roman Edmonds Green, Boyle, Nakayama, Kamara, and Jackson in the double pivot, Mahoney, Holmes, Karoma, and then Rhodes. I don't know whether that, you know take that with as it as it is. But um, but yeah, there'll be starts there for if this is true. Obviously, this starts for Nakayama, Boyle, Spencer, Kamara, Ben Jackson. Um, but they do like Ben Jackson in midfield, don't they? For uh, considering he's a left back, Mahoney, Holmes, Karoma, wrote. So yeah, if that is the team, then there's obviously going to be um, a lot of fresh starts there. Um, sure, good chance the team of... hasn't been decided yet, though. To be honest, they they do tend to. I have heard some team news a, a little bit early um, for both games, yeah. and obviously I don't share it. But they um, they have you know it has come quite early in the week for the team news um, or the little bits I've heard. So maybe it's true, uh, maybe it's not. But there's a chance there if if it's true for the likes of Brody Spencer, considering and Nakayama, considering how Ruffles and Turton have maybe not set the world alight. Um, Kamara again, I think he's a he's a proper talent, but you know he's he's very green, shall we say. Um, and the same with Ben Jackson. Ben Jackson's been here quite a while now. He's twenty-one, pushing twenty-two, I think. So there's a, you know, he's he's going to need to push through at some point. Otherwise, you know, time for the Starting. BJ. Get him in. <laughs> uh, and Mah- Connor Mahoney, obviously, and Karoma. Josh Karoma really needs to be played into form because we've seen what he could do a couple of years ago, and he's not done it for a long time. So, you know, he's in, he's almost in the last chance saloon. But uh, move back to YouTube, and we'll come. So I asked the question because is Danny Schofield a Huddersfield Town cult hero to the masses? Uh, and the response was yes, 57%, no, 43%, but we only had seven votes, but I'm taking that win. So um, I think if we asked a wide discount. Well, legend slash cult hero slash thing, it's the same thing. Um, But let's have a look. So, yeah, yeah, so uh, who have we got? Chris Meehan says, distinct lack of leadership and passion on the field on Friday. Lots of individuals not performing and not working as a unit. Chalk and cheese in comparison to last season. Uh, Terry 7 and 2 says the players look clueless in what they're meant to be doing thank God for Tino and Jack Rodoni they look proper players uh, Jack Johnston says Hug and Russell aren't mobile enough to, to play in a two in midfield Kasumi would bring more energy but obviously he's sidelined for a few weeks clear that midfield uh, are being overrun frequently um, Mike says Hoyle made a comment about players that outdo the club etc and players are left behind by the club for me Holmes and Karoma have been left behind big time I think that might be a bit harsh on Dwayne on the plus side, the goal we scored was very well played. Uh, Chris Meehan against his sober looks like he believed too much of his own hype. I keep hearing that, but I don't, I don't buy that at all. Um, I think I he's a conf- this, confident this guy. Yeah, uh, it seems to, it got it got floated, really didn't it? Yeah, <sighs> it it got floated so last year because when he had a dip, it's just socks up high. Yeah, <laughs> it's that hair, isn't it? It's that it's that hair. You know that you know anyone with hair like that's got to got to have an edge. Um, but yeah, I don't know if he does believe his own hype, but I think he, I think Get he's. Socks back down, so I think he's a character for sure, but I um, 
But yeah, I think he's just, I think he just blows hot and cold. I think a lot of them do. I think that's the problem. Well, uh, he's allowed to do that as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pearson going to be a big miss. Let's have a look. So Chris also says Pearson going to be a big miss. Reg not ready yet. Uh, possibly causing the uncertainty at the back. Mm, I'd say I'd, maybe, maybe. I think we'll probably need what more games. What did you think of Reg on Friday night? I did okay. I didn't think anything. I just thought, okay. I think he's been okay in both games, to be honest. Um, I can't put him at fault it. for any of the goals that we've conceded no. so far. I think there's, there, were, there were a 10 minute spell where he got really badly bullied by Ashley Barnes against Burnley, but I thought he pulled it back around again. I thought he kind of yeah. got, you know, he, he had a bad spell. I think he's done all right. I think if you play him, he'll, he'll look all right. And I think he's earned a, a run. Um, I think it's just a bit early to say yes or no isn't it after two games and as it is with Danny Schofield it's it's very early to sort of all back four needs chemistry I mean that was like you know one it's of all about are you gonna st- yeah. all about the chemistry I think the yeah. thing the problem is Ollie I think you nailed it but it's like you can't but feel we've played a shit team there a really poor side who's gonna be their their media their podcasting people everyone's downbeat as you would be you were there half of the stands are knack and not open they're, they're the flat they're expecting to battle against staying up so like you said, for them went to top of the league though, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing, and there's tougher games to come for us, which is uh, a concern. Oh, the the runs, the runs, yeah. quite frightening, isn't it? With some of them. Burnley game was flattering, wasn't it? They should have won by loads more. So I won't be fooled by that. But it's uh, yeah, we just. I mean, Troy Deeney looked finished, man, didn't he? He looked absolute shadow of his former self. He offered nothing, Huge. but. Huge, huge blow. But, but Bakuna, bloody hell! It, it, typically, it were one of his going nights, but he was on fire. That that goal would have been unbelievable, man. Yeah, I, just, I thought sort of he was he was typical Bakuna, really. I thought there were flashes where he was really good, and then he'd, there'd be nothing really there for half an hour, and then he'd come back and flash. But that's just Bakuna. When he's good, he's good, isn't he? And when when he's not, I've seen some daft really stuff on Twitter about how uh, Sorba was expected to run back. Oh, that's such there. nonsense, is that? Because yeah. it's the 90, was it 91st, 92nd minute. If everybody runs back to defence and you win the ball, how are you going to transition back out? You know, it's it's one of those things where you've just got to cut your losses sometimes. Tom Lees maybe should have dealt with that a little bit better. but And yeah. Dwayne does walk, to be fair, rather than moving back into position. But Sauber runs back down the flank into a position to receive the ball. It's. Yeah. I thought that was... I can understand fans are frustrated, Deep but shot. I thought that was... a yeah. yeah, I just thought that was a bit unnecessary. A little bit unnecessary, really, but... Um, but it's just the way things are. People are a bit annoyed and unhappy, aren't they? So it's just everything's everything's crap at the minute, isn't it? It's just one of those things, and you understand it because people are frustrated because we've sold everybody and we're we're not playing well after two games. Um, but anyway, let's move on before we're, otherwise we'll never get through these. Uh, Bez says, "Agree with Johnny. Uh, we are desperate for a runner in midfield. Russell's lack of mobility and pace is getting taken advantage of, and Hoggy bless him." He's showing his age. Thought Reg was our best defender. He's certainly the only defender who can pass a ball into midfield and to the forwards. That's definitely a, a strength of Reg. John Earnshaw says, it's two games, FFS. I hope this doesn't turn into a slag-off fest. I don't think it's going to turn into a slag-off fest. I think there's just a few a few concerns we've got at the minute, but you know everybody's still hoping Danny Schofield pulls this out. So don't worry, John. I don't think everybody's... We'll still uh, get top two, John. Keep the face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't worry, John. It's fine. It's fine. We'll... we'll We'll be we'll all right. Apart from two games last year, so yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll be all right. We're, we're on track, can't we? On track for third again, don't worry. But it's it's like you say, it's right though in a way, isn't it? It is two games, and we are trying to sort of say, look, the first two games were crap, 
but it is only two games and there's still 44 left so we're not going to write the whole season off based on two games because you'd be silly to do that based on last year yeah yeah there is yeah and signs aren't exactly amazing but the signs weren't amazing last year either so who knows what's what's going to come yeah. uh, Bez says Nakayama at uh, left back Brody Spencer right full back or is he too young well if it's if what we've said um, is true we might see on Tuesday uh, Danny Grant should be playing over Karoma all day long says Mike um, Danny Grant's an interesting one. He's come back looking fit, firing, hasn't he? I think he had a friendly where, I think it was at Doncaster, I can't remember. Where he, he didn't particularly do that great. But, you know, Danny Grant's, I think he's got people excited, hasn't he? Because he's he's young, he's hungry, he's ready, you know, he's ready to, he looks ready, like he's ready to take his chance and the club, you know, clip that goal he scored for the B team the other day. It's a great goal. So I think people are kind of interested to see what Danny Grant can bring. So, you know, it's one of these things we we, we kind of need a, a win. Danny Schofield needs a win, doesn't he? Really, against Preston or anyone against anybody, he, need, he needs that win. So, so you can't really throw too many in. But at the same time, it'd be good to see a few of them to see if they can make an impact on the first team. But that's uh, Danny's job too, isn't it? Just to get the balance right on that one. Um, who else have we got? Pontiterra says uh, Sims. Ba- oh, don't start me off on this. Sims bagging two at Sunderland uh, seems to me like we are. Going, uh, looking for a striker going by the strong links to Sims honestly I've been on about Ellis Sims for how long now 12, 18 months I've been I think he's perfect for us and when we missed out on him uh, to Sunderland I was absolutely gutted but like we are saying I don't think striker is the main priority at the minute but he would have been excellent but anyway that's going to depress me uh, Mike says did we one of them was a Pritchard assist. Just to a slight. Bit oh, I, I think I think he got two assisted Pritchard. I think it's a good cross as well. <laughs> <laughs> about Pritchard. Eh? I know. I've been chatting. To, I've been chatting to a guy from Roker Report, and they think he's brilliant, and he's getting all these assists. And I'm like, who is this man? We just got some <laughs> imposter, didn't we? But the Pritchard's fair a bitch, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. You know what's um, going to. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Oh, yeah, and he'll and he'll he'll give it the whole calm thing, and you'll and that'll just wind everyone up more, won't it? But uh yeah, the last few comments. Mike says, Did we make a mistake letting Nabi Sar go? Potentially. I'm led to believe that was a financial thing more than anything, that Nabi yeah, was on a lot of money, but so I would have I would have liked to keep him. You I would have liked to have kept him. That's the reason why we've done it. It's almost like lower quality. But he's gone to Reading and Reading can only offer four or five grand a week. So it's not like... So I, that's... Think I, think that my, if... I can't think after watching the first two games that my, my big takeaway was, God, we miss Nabi Sar. <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> I, I, I understand... Yeah. 
But you can see maybe I see ways. Yeah. I don't. I I I wouldn't. Yeah, I can. It's electric. I mean, then it's where you're putting him in, and I know you can say, well. Well, we see we seen Tom Lee's on the left looking a little bit. Yeah, Tom Lee's is is struggling. We seen what people are saying is he's struggling more on the left of the of the two, isn't he, Tom Lee's? But I think someone said that as well about. I think it's in the questions later on. But what I will say is, when Levi Colwell got injured last year, we played Pearson and Lee's together at the back through what was it January, February, March that period, and Tom Lee's played left centre back and didn't look out of place at all. So I'm not sure that that's the thing. It's more perhaps the the system itself rather than the position, if that makes sense. Uh, the last two, Trevor Stevenson says, "How do we only get ten mil for O'Brien and Toff? Have I missed something?" Uh, probably, Trevor. I won't. I won't worry about what was what was repeated on Match of the Day, where they reckoned it was five each. That's a lot of nonsense. But it was a double deal. Um, but there are a lot of add-ons like, to come for. Uh, he did start it tough, and he's getting a lot of grief. Bless him. But anyway. Richard Hookey says, I agree. I think fans are more frustrated with the sale of players and need to move on quickly and get behind the lads. I think that brings us nicely on to uh, the next topic, which we'll try and tread lightly around. But Ollie, you were at the game. Um, let me have a look. So we've got on my agenda here, we've got Schofield. Um, we've done that one, but we've asked how we are central midfielder short, which we agree on. Uh, and so here we go. So Nick Barlow, uh, good lad is Nick. He sent in a question to us. It says, were the fans right to jeer the players after just 10 minutes on Friday? It's only a game. Uh, sorry, it's only game two. So is it justified or is it fair after the efforts they've gone to travel and see performances like that? This is when the players need us most, but I fear a toxic atmosphere against Stoke. Ollie, you were there. And you were, it's safe to say, we, we chatted, didn't we? And you were very frustrated by some of the attitudes uh, among a small section of town fans uh, who you described. Not words, no, there's a lot of expletives in there, wasn't there, which we won't, we won't do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you were a little bit frustrated. I, I'm always of the opinion that you should always back the team during the game and then at the end of the di- end of the game if you've let you know you paid your money they've let you down let them know I don't I don't have an issue with that um, I think some people go too far sometimes but I'm still of the you know if they or, or maybe if they're not giving or not playing as well as what you would expect then you know fans are quite right to give them a rocket I, I don't mind constructive feedback but nonsensical bollocks Ollie as you may have described it <laughs> uh, let's talk us talk us what... through your point talk us through your point I've set you up there I mean just on what you said there as well, I do also agree that, you know, everyone in there is a paying support and um, they pay for the right to express their opinion. And, and I do agree with that. But um, if they want to do it in a ridiculous way, then, you know, they, they're going to get a few scowls from other people in the way. And um, I, I did, I can't say I heard jeers and boos or anything like that after 10 minutes. I'm, I might have just not heard them. Um, but there was certainly that similar kind of frustration and that, you know, we haven't got going here. You know, we, we need to... Uh, just string a few passes together, that would be nice. Um, but just uh, in general, now, I think, obviously, there are various factors that have fed into this over the summer. There was the way that the playoff final happened, the squad's been dismantled, the head coach is gone. There's not mm. a lot of enthusiasm um, that has been self-generated going into this season. That's I'll even say, long. Ollie, that there's not been a lot of enthusiasm since COVID with town fans. Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. Um, and uh, I guess the, the Burnley game... Um, certainly won't have helped. Not that you can expect us to to turn them over or anything like that. Um, and then to concede an early goal against Birmingham again. These are all things that add up to the kind of um, to to potentially reaching boiling point. But I do think it is a bit too soon, you know, to be 
um, to be firing straight up abuse at the at the team for the way that they were playing. They do need supporting through this, which is a difficult moment, and it's early in the season when we've still got an opportunity to turn things around. I think I, I do think that there um, that are some things that are daft. I totally understand as well the increased urgency in the last ten minutes. You know when we're really pushing for that equaliser and we're dilly dallying around with it. That's fine. You know fans get on the backs. You know encourage them to get the ball ball forward more directly. That's fine. But yeah, just um, just the, the songs in the first half. We've lost the ball. We've got the ball. We've lost. It's it's boring. It's unimaginative. Yeah. It doesn't help anybody. It, it's not cool or edgy to chant that kind of thing. In fact, it's been done so much now that it's just shite. Um, and then you know, after five minutes, you've got the song fired up. You're just a shit Aston Villa. Um, and it's like, really, is that where we're at? You know, I know we've got a young, a young element following us and stuff like that, and they think that that's probably great to chant, but it just makes us look tin pot. You know what I mean? It's just, I, I have to go back to the point that I said because I do believe you, you pay, you pay, and you experience the match day how you want to do it. But if you're gonna behave like a dickhead, ex- expect to be called out or, on publicly on stuff like this. To be honest, um, I just think there are so many better ways you can spend your energy. To be honest, um, I would I would say the the split of song was half supporting the team and half just parody, just going for comedy effect about how bad we were. And you can't be doing that. Sort it's of not helpful, though, is it? It does nothing. It does nothing. And I, I just found it bizarre. And as I say, cringeworthy and a bit tin pot. That's it. Rant over. Fair enough. Um, anyone else got anything? Like, I think I, I, we, me and Cosy, we've been fans for and John. You know, we've all, we've all been fans for a fair while. We've seen how good Huddersfield fans can be, haven't we? We've seen how. Um, a proper, you know, vocal Huddersfield Town following, and and the players have mentioned this before, haven't they? About how Huddersfield fans can really act as, you know, it's really cliche, isn't it? Saying the twelfth man, etc. Really, you know, it's as Tim Potter cliche as what Ollie's on about. But the, the fans have mentioned, you know, what a difference it makes to have fans behind you, you know, and and the just watching the Commonwealth Games before we come on air as well, and there's like Ailish McColgan's gone round and got silver, and she's sort of saying. You know, the noise and the energy from the fans cheering me on has, has pushed me through to second. And it's like, well, we've seen what Huddersfield fans can do, especially in the South Stand and, and around and away. You know, we've, we've seen what they can do and we've seen how what effect it has on the players on the pitch. And we, I just, we, we just need a bit more. It's hard to be positive, isn't it, when you're watching what we're watching at the minute? It's, it is difficult. I understand that. But sometimes it just needs some more. It needs more. Give Give something and you might get something back, I think is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, on, we start the show going about Bradford City. If anyone should be singing them songs, Ollie just starting out, it should be them after 15 They do, months. don't worry, they do. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we, we've had it good over the last few years. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible how it, you know, people's, there's some people, town fans that just really enjoy us being miserable and shit and stuff and calling it out. I, I take social media out of it because everyone seems to, you know, kind of exaggerate stuff on there. But the, the way that people just like down tools or, you know, just, just drop stuff for two games. Anyone with half a brain knows that we, you know, it's a bit of a transitional time for us and that as well. It's like Ollie said there, you know, earlier on, we was kind of sold a bit of continuity and we're, we're miles off that. We've got different players. It feels like we're starting from scratch and like we've almost been promoted back to the championship. But all that stuff though, I can, honestly, it's, it is Tim Pop. I can maybe get it if it's like April and we're like rock bottom or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's embarrassing, isn't it? It's, it's stuff like that. And, I, it's almost like some town fans enjoy being miserable and stuff like it's just it's just weird, isn't it? And yeah. you look now, anytime there's a sponsor goes on anything kind of positive, the club trying to do you, you, you know, I, I don't like to do it. I'm like, I thought I'll have a scroll down, and it's the same old names on Twitter that are like, 
you just do something else with your Saturday if it causes you so much pain. I just don't get it. And honestly, it's just, it's a time for kind of growing a pair and just like getting behind it and, get, you know, just observing that it's a changed everything at Woodersfield Town. But no, some people just, it's just embarrassing it, black and white and stuff. And I don't, I don't get it, but our fans more than most just seem to enjoy just being miserable. And, and it's almost like League One mentality. If they got back there, a lot of them would be quite happy to be there and stuff like that as well. Like, I'd, I'd absolutely hate it if we're back there. And I just think, Matt, just, it just showed the way I thought we went to Wembley where hardly any singing, oh, we don't want to go up, do we? We'll get battered every week and all that. It'd be no good going up and stuff. I remember getting my COVID jab when we were like uh, third and this guy was pretty just, well, you don't want to go back at Premier League, do you? Like, bloody hell, mate, what's the problem? I just pack in. It's just, I don't know what it is with town fans. It's like... Doctors in the bedside manner, eh, Cos? No, but <laughs> if this is Bradford City podcast and they're getting beat at Stevenage and what have you, and they've had 15 years of shit losing in League Two, yeah, I get it. But yeah. we were 90 minutes away from going to Premier League and after two games, like with a new rookie coach and like it was lost his best players, they're singing that shite. Yeah, man. I, I think let's sport. let's just like round up on this a bit because I don't want it to be a, a slagging Slide for town fans because it's not it's not really <laughs> what what it is is it is it's just let's be honest it's a small element of town fans isn't it a very small element fans who who don't think the same way we do Jack Johnson in, in the comments says give over about the songs it goes on all over the country every week maybe this shit Aston Villa chant does but the rest of it does not at all um, and you know the, the Aston Villa chant I expect I would expect that every ground in the country to be honest it's just football fans in it but the yeah. the other bits you know the we've lost the ball and stuff it's just that's that's not for me but maybe i'm out of touch with with the, with football fandom these days you know who knows but you know it, like i say it's a small it, like it's like i say Huddersfield fans can be absolutely great fantastic can't they but you know that sometimes i think they just tend to switch to apathy really quickly um and I don't know if it's a pride thing or not because I'm going to say something really boring now. And like I've been to Hudd- believe it or not, Cosy, I've been to Huddersfield Town Centre. I live in Leeds, so you know people are going. What are you Mate, in to Huddersfield for? McDonald's on Monday night at seven pm. That's not a good <laughs> sign, is it? No, I've I've been, I've been to a couple of things on in Huddersfield last few weeks. So I've been to Huddersfield and I've I saw um, there's a thing on in the, the Huddersfield Leisure Centre. The Huddersfield Sports Centre is decent, by the way. Went there the other day. And uh, I saw, I've seen about 20 people in Huddersfield wearing football shirts, you know, in the last two weeks. Only one wearing a Huddersfield Town shirt out of 20. And I made a point of counting it because me and a mate talk about this kind of thing. And I've been out in Leeds today. Uh, you know, there's a Leeds Pride March and we went to look at the, dino- you know, my little boy's four and went to look at the dinosaur, you know, count the dinosaurs. It's brilliant. You know what, they have the Jurassic, Jurassic Trail. Go look at these dinosaurs, because you might see Richard Keogh and a few of your other favourites in there as well. But, you know, it's really it's really cool. And there's lead shirts everywhere. And I know they've won yesterday, but even when they weren't winning, you'd see 50-year-old blokes in those ill-fitting tight Macron things pushing the boobs up, you know, into a really unflattering pose. And, you know, there's there's like a pride thing, I don't know. I, I, do you believe it or not? I did see a kid in Trinity wearing a Huddersfield Town John Russell number five shirt. We're absolutely suited when I saw that. I almost, almost went over and bought him a drink and went, ah, you're brave to be wearing that today. But, um, you know, so fair play to those, you know, to that little boy who was wearing a John Russell Huddersfield shirt in uh, Trinity Kitchen this afternoon. But there does seem to be a lack of pride amongst the Huddersfield fan base at the minute, a lack of enthusiasm, lack of pride. And, it, and I've probably got it a little bit as well. So it's the not, I'm not so slitting other people. When you lose the championship playoff final, Sometimes it galvanises though. If you if you come back, it yeah, galvanises people. But yeah, but, yeah. yeah, but when they lost to all in all five and stuff, there's look 
sorry, 2015 or 16, wasn't it? But it's like, I just think the way we lost it and the Forest have absolutely mulled us with his uh, yeah. and Carlos. I, I, I don't, I don't blame people. I'm not. Damage that man. Yeah, I'm not blaming people. I'm just, I'm just sort of thinking, how do we get this back? Because those songs aren't helpful. How do we get people back? You know, singing or being more positive. And I'm not saying everyone should sit there and happy clap and all that nonsense. Um, I'm just trying to think, how do we get people? You know, walking around town wearing the town shirts again. If that's, I don't wear football shirts. I, I find the whole peacocking in football shirts thing a little bit weird, if I'm honest. But for those people who like wearing football shirts. You know why aren't you wearing your town shirts? Why are why are the people wearing Liverpool and Man United shirts walking around Huddersfield? What what makes them follow? You know what yeah, makes them go pot hunting? I mean, I know it's honest, just why I'm why are you not supporting your local team? I'm like, what's I know I know it's always happened. I know we went to Wycliffe Mount and whatnot because I don't know if you actually went to Wycliffe Mount, but you know the, you know it's always been the case, hasn't it? But I just wonder why why more people are, are feeling that way out at the minute, especially after we've been so high. Why are people so low and? I know we've sold players, but it just seems like it's dipped way too low for, for where I would expect. But it's it's all a little bit odd at the minute and I can't put my finger on it and maybe other people can. Having, I think that um, apathy is worse than anger. I think if there's anger, um, then it, it, it suggests that there's still a fire burning there somewhere, whereas apathy is like people have given up and stopped caring entirely. But I do think a lot of the apathy a lot of the stuff that you see on, on social media and stuff, I don't care about town anymore and I think it's false. Um, I think mm. sort of pe some people are doing it, just generally speaking, to cover up that we've had our pride dented a little bit over the last couple of months. There's no two ways about it. Um, you know, we, we've we lost the playoff final. Um, we've we've had the squad kind of cherry picked apart, and and here we are, sort of having to pick up the pieces. But I do firmly believe that there is still something there. I mean. You scroll up and down Twitter on a match day and there's still plenty of people, even if they're all moaning, they've all got something to say about the team. They've got something to say about the game. And um, I think in that sense, the involvement might not have necessarily decreased massively. Um, but what we need is just to, to get that channeled into, into something positive with a couple of good performances and, and a couple of wins mm -hmm. under our belt. That's, that's what will swing the pendulum. And I don't really know what else can do it apart from a couple of new signings. But we, I don't think we have this dis so. we have this discussion, don't we, about the uh, we pause mostly about the cowshed loyal, and he wanted to create or help you know, with the group create something which whereby the product on the pitch didn't dictate how loud they were, you know, and things like that. But it's very difficult, isn't it? If if Huddersfield Town are pretty crap to watch, um, you know, it's very difficult to stand there doing your thing, isn't it? And I think Huddersfield fans are maybe a bit led. I am, you know, we all are led by, you know, maybe what's happening on the pitch and maybe that's just why we're all feeling that way. But sometimes with, with fans of other clubs, it, it galvanises and they, you know, come out fighting, don't they? And it's, it's just, I don't know, I'm just talking a load of nonsense really, but it just feels that everybody's a bit down at the minute. And, you know, you're right. I think a positive result or two and maybe everyone will get back on track and that's what we're, we're hoping to do. Declan in the comments says we've got nothing to sing about at the minute and, you know, he's probably right in some okay. way. So, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, let's move on because um, we all we all love Huddersfield fans and uh, we don't want to be delaying, uh, sort of sitting on that too long. Um, right, so we asked for some questions on Twitter. Well, I asked for some questions on Twitter because I couldn't be bothered putting the, uh, the agenda together because I'm very lazy. So uh, a couple of things came in, not always quite positive, but we'll try and go through them. So HTFC86 says, uh, with Danny Schofield being a new coach and needing time to find his feet, how long do you give him to find his feet and performances like the first two games become unacceptable? 
that's a very difficult one to sort of ask because it is only two games. I think you've got to give him chance to work through the issues, haven't you? The, 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 the first of all, if if what we're saying in terms of you know there's some teething problems tactically, you know you've got you can't just sort of after two games go right, damn it, not working, mate. You know I know he's been a coach with us for two years, etc. With through the Carlos period, but you know this guy he come you know he's got he comes highly recommended outside of Huddersfield Town, so you know it's not just a case of I don't, I don't believe it's the ultimate cheap option, et cetera. I think Danny Schofield is a good coach. You know, he's proved he's a good coach. He's worked at, you know, he's worked at a couple of, you know, he's worked with us, he's worked for Leeds, he's worked at a couple of other places. It, you have to give him time to work through these issues. And I don't really want to give him a set time really, because it all depends on what it looks like on the field, doesn't it? Results obviously matter, but I think, you know, even if we lose against Preston, but we look like, you know, a force, you know, where we, we create a lot more and we look like we're moving in the right direction. I think people will be okay with that. Uh, and again, Stoke, you've got Stoke and Norwich on the horizon. People understand these are decent teams that can turn us over. Um, but if we go out there and we, you know, we look like a team fighting and a team looking to create and, you know, on the front foot again, people will be a lot more forgiving. It's if we're, I think it's just a case of if we just become incredibly sort of passive and flaccid, shall we say, um, town fans won't, really stand for that well they don't really like it we were saying last year what we all with town fans not really singing a lot you know in terms behind in the south stand with and i think a lot of it is really the tactics from carlos corbran were a little bit passive at times and it makes people nervous doesn't it and people and it's harder to you know sort of get really behind excitedly when the team are quite defensive you know it's just one of those things isn't it but i think if we if we see a return to sort of town on the front foot and looking organized i think people will be quite quite forgiving town fans don't ask for a lot do they at the end of the day no. i remember it's that um, oh no go on sorry sorry i was gonna say it's, re- it's a really hard question to answer really because it, it don't really want to answer where, it either <laughs> yeah but it comes a point where um you're right in what you're saying in regards to performances if you can see like each game so i mean there's, there's it's trending upwards people are starting, you're starting to see like we said earlier a pattern of play players are getting better players are improving um are you losing games by finer margins then yeah to a certain extent you can see improvement you can see development from the team but then it, you can't lose 10 in a row how either is, how it is yeah. now um there's the kind of the elephant in the room that points do win prizes and i know remove forest of last season not to keep mentioning them but if you are sat eight nine ten games one point two points have you got a win yet um it comes a tipping point where even though you're still seeing improved performances, being in League One next season is absolutely not acceptable. So it's it's really hard. And I think we're just gonna have to give it give it time um and just track that kind of game on game. Add to that the, the teams we've got coming up with Coventry, Norwich, West Brom, not necessarily in that order, Stoke. Um again it, that's why I think the Birmingham game would have been good to get something out for that reason. But I And maybe I the press why Preston's quite key, yeah. Even more so. I think for me, I think it's a case of if, if we can see small rooms of improvement, um, players getting a bit back to themselves, see a bit more of a pattern of play. I am forgiving Danny time. I, I don't, I don't, even if we, even if we're not still kind of sat here watching Liverpool about 10 games, I think that's okay. And again, I know it's been kind of talked about before, but Carlos wasn't great in this version. That doesn't mean you just give Danny a free year. Absolutely not. The things are chalk and cheese, but it, it is a case of giving it time. Um, and I think, I think. I think we should do that. And I think the best way to kind of just is just to kind of every game is a slightly different, but hopefully we can see those rooms of improvement and get a couple of points as we go. Maybe a couple of messy wins might just buy himself a bit more time as well. 
but if, in regards to how long do we give it and do we, going back to the actual question it, it's not impossible to answer because yeah. we could have 10 amazing performances where we sit on zero points he, he probably will lose his job and that's just it, the way football is yeah it's not it's not something I want to answer either because everyone here wants Danny Schofield to work out and we want to be winning games or we want to look decent it's just if we don't it's yeah like you say it's the elephant in the room but I just want to ignore that for now and, and hope you know, and wish Danny Danny all the best to be honest <laughs> I think the circumstances, weirdly, have probably bought him more time. I mean, I'm not saying that there is a um, a definite time that's been put on it, but um, our fans, generally speaking, aren't thick. Like they understand that it's a very, very difficult uh, yeah. set of circumstances to inherit, and that it is going to take a period of adjustment and adaptation. And in answer to the to the original question, um, and I, I know you know it was the way it was worded, but Schofield's not a new coach. He's a new head coach, and there is a well, big they, difference. Yes, they made that um, thing about him being more experienced than Carlos as well, haven't they? Which is something that might come back to, you know, might be used yeah. against them in a little while if things don't improve, which would be harsh. But it's just the well, way things work, definitely. isn't it? And 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 as you uh, as you mentioned, he, he's very highly regarded both inside the club and outside the club, mm. um, and and I think that will also help him um, in being given given a, a longer leash to turn things around if if the bad start does turn really really sour. Um, he's learning so many things, no doubt, at the moment, and has been since he got the job. You know the 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 various intricacies of man management will no doubt be one of them. Um, you've got to acknowledge as well, he's managing the team through a transfer window at the moment. So there are various questions related to personnel. Um, you know, he, we've lost, um, I know Cosi was sort of saying earlier that Kasuma would be more of a complementary piece rather than someone to build a team around, but you lose a cog like that very early in the season and all of a sudden we look very thin in midfield. So there, there's various things that he'll be learning to battle and he is now the... Um, He's now the, the the face of things. You know, he's the face of everything. He's the man who has to go and answer the tough questions. He's the man who has to make the tough decisions, whereas before he wasn't. So um, there will be a, a period of transition from coach to head coach that that Danny will will figure out uh, for himself over the over the next few weeks. And I think, as I say, with the circumstances, he'll probably be given more time to do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, if I if you forced to say something then probably be like where are we come the end of november or something like that um i don't think that we'll be on uh on three points after 20 games or anything like that and i know and i, I understand everyone saying you know it'd be great to see some positive performances and then you know the results that might follow i actually wouldn't mind us winning a couple of games really ugly you know just to prove that we've still got that knack in us from last season um, of of picking up points with performances that aren't necessarily that great, and then if the if the champagne football follows, then that's fantastic. Um, I mean, I remember distinctly the the um, the Wagner first proper game in charge away at Hillsborough against Chef Wednesday when we went one 0 up and we were playing them off the park with our energy and our intensity, and we lost that game three one because we ran out of steam in the second half. But um, Town were rightly clapped off that day. Great know, one, by everybody. Great game. In the away end. But it's like there it is. We've seen something, and something's clicked out of nowhere. I'm not saying there's going to be a um, a big moment of of you know uh, realization that we're onto something special quite like that. Nor am I comparing the two managers at all. But um, I really hope that something does click like that because it could turn the fans very quickly back on side. Go on, Cos. You can round up that. It's it's not the nicest question to sort of. I understand why it's been asked, but it's not the nicest one to to answer, is it really? You're on mute, by the way. 
is. He's still on mute. There he is. Yeah, <laughs> technophobe. <laughs> Not a lot to add, to be honest with you. Just as, just just what Ollie said at the start just struck a chord with me. It's like, it feels like we're starting from scratch again, doesn't it? And it shouldn't be like that when we finished third and had eight, he had three points. I get we've got a new coach, but it just feels like as a club we're starting from scratch and it's so frustrating, is that? Yeah. He's not, he's not had a great hand, has he? No, but I suppose then you think like lone players. I mean, I know Forest are not exactly everyone's favourite team, but they lost like six players from last season and lone players and stuff. So they're starting from scratch and I think that's just the problem, isn't it, really, when you, you sell your best players and lose loan players if you don't get them in quickly. I think, yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a puzzle, but like Ollie said again, 10 games or whatever, or, you know, it's, you know, it's judged. But let's be positive. A big weekend, two home games. We can be stuck. Yeah, get through with a couple with maybe one or two shining lights of maybe a grant or someone showing some something like, but... Yeah, and then and get past Stoke, but I get the feelings is coming up is going to be a massive week for us. I know, and then obviously you've got Norwich coming after the week after as well. Uh, I think the next what are we on next nine days, three massive games. Even this early because he needs a win, doesn't he? he yeah, I, th- that's, not- I think John Earnshaw makes the point. Says a, a win will change the mood. It always does, and he's right. It yeah. just we, we, Danny Schofield needed a win early, didn't he? Um, he needed a win early just to get everyone sort of on side. And I think everyone would have been okay if we say, for example, we'd have got a point against Burnley, not that we deserved it, and a win against Birmingham. Everyone would be like, "What a what a coach Danny Schofield is!" And it's the fine margins and and how things can turn. If we if we win the next two games, people will be like, "Top man," you know what I mean? Yeah. Two first half forms have been crap, and, and one thing's for sure for both the games coming up this week is we've got to go, when the ref blows a whistle, let's. And start playing you know what i mean let's not wait absolutely let's let's just go to we don't really have a lot more to discuss really so if you have a couple of questions quickly that you can throw to us we'll do our best but other than that we'll be rounding up quite shortly so i'll just go to some of the um things i feel like it's been a negative negative podcast i feel like we need some positivity to try and lift it because i feel a little bit i'm going to go upstairs and sit in a dark room after this and with my head yeah. up with a towel over my head it feels a bit bad don't, didn't want it to go this way a, we, we could get burnley because we'd lost to a you know, really good side. I know you yeah. don't know how good these are. I'll tell you how good Birmingham are, mate. They're crap. And, and they will be bottom six. They'll be bottom six, man. So yeah, that, I think so. Thing and, but, like, on the positive spin, Matt, we could have got a point. I know. But we, we didn't, didn't really but we could have. Yeah. I thought we were going to win once we got one back. But like I said, we had five minutes and just kind of powder puff stuff after that. But it's, I think it's because mm. we lost it, really. I think... Uh, yeah, the next next week so so is gonna be fascinating. I don't, I don't want to be going to Norwich on the back of uh, Norwich haven't started great though. You know, I don't, I don't think there's anything massive to fear there. You know, they haven't set the world no. alight yet. I know, what, I know they could. Wigan was solid though, Matt. Can we? That first half an hour, Norwich absolutely mauled Wigan, and it is it is bizarre that they didn't score a goal. But then Wigan got that one opportunity from a sloppy giveaway, and they took it. And that needs to yeah. be the way that we approach. Maybe that's that maybe that all. Just, maybe that's all that needs for us. Maybe we'll be, maybe Ollie will be, maybe we'll be a different side if we get in front rather than go behind. Who knows? Maybe well, just we just need that to one, the one to see how we have. And they went over the top. The tackle were, were a shocker, in my opinion. But on, yeah, the, on the front back, but, but they get stuck in. We get Wigan putting a shit. They got yeah. stuck in to kick people about. That's what yeah. I want to see in, with Town, and we're not seeing that in the first two games. We're too nice. Right from Sauber, yeah. he's, he's kicking people about, isn't he? But <laughs> rather, rather yeah, daftly. Like, I think, 
I think you're right on what you're saying with Norwich. It could be because I don't think they're quite as good as Burnley, but they will they will tell the impetus in the game, um, unlike Birmingham. So it might play into hands to be a little bit more kind of reserved, a bit more cautious, and then play a bit like we did last year. So it could be a, a good a good team to play rather than someone's going to sit. We try and break down. We don't a bit sloppy concede, then we've got eighty minutes of trying to break down. Do you know what I mean? A wall. So it, it could be a good game. Famous last words, but. Hopefully, hopefully, try and get someone Johnny again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's me. That's me. To no, we're rounded. No, we're rounded on more positive, on more positive vibes here. I think this is what we wanted to do, isn't it? Because it's been a bit of a bleak one. That's if you're still with us after, after all that negative. I think we've slagged everyone off the team, the players, the coach, the fans. We've done it all, haven't we, on this podcast? Yeah, I've got that. We love you all, but you know, shirt. we've. Uh, go on, mate. Shirt that that's a nice shirt that grew on me. Right, I looked at all our kits and I and I just want having that third shirt and and it's on. It's on my back, man. Do you know my disappointing thing about that shirt and yeah. the black one is I buy them for my little boy to, you know, because I like to buy him all the kits because I used to get all the kits when I was a kid and they're all in a box upstairs. I keep them all and just, I don't know, it's just a thing. And um, so I like to buy them all for him. But for some reason, town have stopped doing um, toddler shirts in. You can only get the blue and white one. You can't get any of the away, away kits in, you know, toddler sizes, you know, four to five or any other size so last year I had to buy him a young uh, what is it YS and it absolutely drowns him because he's small for his age uh, but you know they, if, Matt, I'd, I'd be happy if they brought one or two out or you could order one specifically a dryer it'll shrink it. <laughs> good idea yeah the but, only thing yeah. I want to bring up is Blackpool at home what honestly what are we what? doing when we're moving the games last <laughs> Uh, that's for the, yeah, for the Giants, isn't it? It's, I don't, I don't really understand why we've... League, it? So they, they, they can't move the Giants game. They all have to be played at the same time. Oh, that'll be why. So was, that was another thing, going back to what Cody said earlier. It's like, we've been out sponsor, everyone slams it. Another, another game moving. It's like with the Birmingham game, nothing to do with us. The Blackpool game, like you've said there, we can't. It's not our fault, but it's just something else. It kind of is. It kind of is in a way because yeah. they they would have known that Birmingham one's ridiculous yeah, because known. it's the Commonwealth Games. They, they didn't, you know, Birmingham should have known. So that's a, a you know, for fans that were going to go on the Saturday, that's a bit of a, a kick in the balls that because, you know, I think I possibly might have gone if it was the Saturday. Um, but the Giants one, people should have known this in advance by March, February, March. So the fixture computer should have known that. Either to that's put us goal, away. Yeah, that's not, yeah. That's not, um, yeah that's exactly. Not Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the what I'm saying is that the you know the football football inside should have known Huddersfield should be away that week or maybe Friday night. I don't know why we can't. Have, although Friday or Sunday makes no odds. It's not on Saturday at three p.m. Isn't it? But you know maybe we should have been away that week. But these are things for you know town to take to the relevant authorities. But um, it is frustrating because we do love our Saturday three p.m.s, don't we? And we've had Friday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesdays, but. Go on, Cos, you're about to... I've got something to ask you. Did you see them altogether town minutes the other day about the the bit? There was some right stuff that some of it were like, what's going on? But about the, the playing the, the songs up to kick-off, a bit like, I don't know, Tegresa Chip Butty or Delilah, what have you, just stopping and then getting everyone singing and stuff. What, what did you think of that? I, I just think let it build up itself and does what it does now. I think, I think it'd be a bit of a... It, some of them, it's something that's never been settled on, has it? The the sort of music pre-match, what should be played as the teams are walking out and should they have Smile a while and it cut out before the second uh, second chorus, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, yeah. I'm with you. I, I, think, I think that um, sort of some of my best memories recent times has been the promotion season and the Premier League season where 
um, fans were sort of getting into the ground like 10 minutes before kickoff and it was building up with chance of blue and white army and stuff and then naturally it goes into smile a while just before kickoff yeah. by itself it doesn't need to be music led i mean i understand they've got to play a few tunes and that um while the ground's filling up but um <laughs> also like it, it's not what it was then either you know the the south stand isn't full at the moment there are empty seats there and and the noise um, is going to have to follow from some good performances, so it, it's a difficult one. But yeah, I'm I'm all for in the two minutes before kickoff. Let's say um, let the crowd g the team up themselves. We we don't really need music to do that, in my opinion. But I can understand why they've gone back to sort of playing it. Okay, let's uh, let's just round up on the uh, the YouTube comments. So. Um... Bez, uh, 5678 says, I think he's still got, uh, I think he's got till the World Cup. If we are in the bottom three, then I reckon Hall will pull the plug. I think the World Cup's kind of interesting because that's a big gap, isn't it, without any games there? And I think that's the that's ideal why time. November. Yeah. yeah, that's the ideal time to get some, because you know, we have had a short pre season. Danny Schofield's been screwed a little bit by the timing of Carlos Corbran leaving. Let's, let's stick up for Danny a little bit. He's, you know, he's been screwed a little bit because Carlos has left with a couple of weeks to go to the season. So he's got to all of a sudden come in and put his print on in only a couple of weeks. And it's going to take a little time to get that across. But hopefully he manages to get to that stage because no one wants Danny Schofield not coaching the club at the minute. You know, he's got the job. You know, we all want him to do well. And that means, but that means winning games. So hopefully we can get to that stage, Ollie, like you say, at the end of November. And then he's got, We'll probably lose Sauber Thomas, and that's it. World Cup wise, maybe. And you know, if Sauber keeps playing as he is at the minute, you know, that's not a, not a given. Um, so you know, then he will have a month or so ish to really sort of maybe go away to Marbella like they do. You know, some warm weather training and really get to grips with you know the squad and really work on those things. And I think if we can get through to that stage, we'll see a much better team after that World Cup break because Danny Scofield will have had time to really sort of. Because at the minute he's working on the fly, isn't he? And tinkering on the fly. And, you know, hopefully we get to that stage and he can sit, go, right, lads, this is what we do. And we're going to work on this, this and this and this. And he's got the time to do so. And I think that's hopefully the situation where we'll get to. So I'm, I'm really hoping Danny gets the uh, the opportunity to do that. But uh, going on, Leo says 10 games. If it doesn't work, bring in big Duncan Ferguson. That's an interesting name. Uh, Ponte Terry says, will be interesting if he's part of the management setup. If he does get the sack, I wouldn't imagine so. But let's not hope. Danny Schofield is heading that way. Max says, I think a lot of fans perceive the club as having a small club mentality despite last season. It's one step forwards, then two back. Uh, Ross Liversidge says, or Leversidge, I should say, sorry, not Liversidge, that's where Cozzy is. Uh, if we win on Tuesday, hopefully it gives us more confidence for the game on Saturday. And that's it, Ross, we're just looking for that win. And Richard Hookey, I like Richard because he's always always positive on here. He says, it's okay, lads, it's going to be all good, guys, don't worry. Don't worry uh, about a it. thing. Maybe we should just bring that back in the South Stand. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Everyone does it though now, don't they? It feels like it's yeah. a bit of a generic you FIFA chant. Controversially, you know I, mean? I never liked it. It's an Ajax thing for me. Like, that's their thing. It's very unique. Yeah, that, well, this is the thing about football nowadays. Everyone just steals everything yeah, and nobody's yeah, original, yeah. are they? So it's well, just the... You know his latest chant? Oh, my word. You mean the Donald you McDermott know, song? No one. You're so much better. You're so much better than that. Yeah. Uh, at least, yeah. I mean, <laughs> at least, can At least they're singing positive. You know, you can't sort of say, tell them to sing shit. Blackpool you know. have come up with that Charlie Patino chant in a few days. You know, that's absolutely not heard brilliant. it. Yeah, that's worth, it. Uh, worth a look on Twitter. But yeah, we we do maybe even stuff like that makes a bit of a difference to the players because like we, we chanted about O'Brien, we chanted about Toffolo all the last season, and now we just need some more player songs. 
that's Nakayama. That's, that'll set you on a Nakayama song. We got Ollie. a big in Japan. Uh, we're just going to sing gonna... in Japan for, <laughs> for a good 40 minutes there. <clears throat> I'm sure some people are like that. Uh, Best5678 <laughs> says, who's bought their ticket for Tuesday? Many thousands of blue dots on the ticket site. Less than 5,000 attendants coming up. I've not bought mine yet. I work till seven on Tuesdays, but I'm still weighing that up whether to whether to turn out or not. I suppose it depends on who else goes. You guys going? Ollie, you live in London. You've got a pass. And actually, Johnny, you live towards Manchester, Preston way, don't you? So you've got a pass as well. It's up to me and you, Cos. We've got to turn up and support the I'm boys, working, I'm afraid. Mate, I'll be, uh, oh, an excuse. And Saudi Arabia, mate, watching on there. Uh, Saudi Arabia. I know. <laughs> it's up to me then, isn't it, to get there and, and back the boys. So I'll see what I can do. Uh, Bez on that one. Out, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't have the bin anymore, do they? You used to be able to get them out of that bin and go up to the thing. They've removed yeah, the bin now. I think you've got hold of the bin and burnt the burnt the. <laughs> the stuff uh, Dag Barnett finishes it up he says it's right that we challenge where we are right now uh, we need to be better across the pitch mentally the club is still at Wembley cursing our luck we need to pull together we haven't seen that yet so yeah I think that's it I think it's time really we've we've sort of had a bit of a sulk haven't we tonight you know it's only two games we shouldn't get too downbeat we've had a sulk at everything haven't we who else we, you know why don't we bring Anne Hoff in nobody's mentioned Anne Hoff why don't we have a sulk about Anne Hoff we've pretty much done everybody else so you know Hopefully there's brighter things to come, isn't there? We'll, we've got uh, Preston on the horizon. A good cup win will definitely see us uh, moving in the direction. So, and we'll get to see some more young lads as well, the likes of uh, Etienne Kamara, hopefully, and whatnot do their thing. So uh, fingers crossed for a, a big week for Huddersfield Town. Make sure you tune in to Bradle Juice as he brings you the, uh, the warm-up. And uh, we'll be back same time, same place next week with the same-ish people. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? 
got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.